Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Hi everybody, <laughs> welcome to By the Laces, I'm taking over the intro this time, I'm Trenton Seatel, I'm here with my co-host Bilal Malik, so I'm gonna ask Bilal, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Trenton, we're changing the whole thing up today, it's like a Halloween edition of the By the Laces, uh, if anyone didn't realize, all most of the games this week will be played on Halloween. So we lead it in with the Ghostbusters, and then Trenton takes over. We're switching it up. Yeah, switching it up. Uh, I don't think I did it quite as as well as you. you usually it worked perfectly. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> you usually roll through it much quicker. But uh, with the, the Halloween theme, Bilal, who is the scariest player, you think, in the NFL? At this moment, Tom Brady. Tom Brady? You picked a 40-plus-year-old man as your scariest player? Yeah, because he like picks apart your defense every single week. And based off of last week's performance... That was a scary thing to watch. <laughs> All right. You're not going to pick uh, Sam Darnold because he's seeing ghosts? Well, that's a good choice, too, but uh, that's that's his own thing to figure out with the ghosts. <laughs> uh, are you saying that he's the most scared player in the NFL? <laughs> that's, that's safe to say, but um, right now not so much because he's been playing better with the Panthers. But if it was last year, how about the Jaguars? As the team that's, like, scared to win. Uh, Well, the Jaguars were able no, to win one, so it'd be the Lions. they're not scared to win. The Lions, exactly. exactly. They're the team that is scared to win. Mm-hmm. After they lost uh, one of the scariest wide receivers in Megatron. A lot of scariest players. Uh, If I had to guess, I'm going to take Aaron Donald as my scary player. Quarterbacks can't sleep the night before they have to play him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, just... Very terrifying. All right. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of uh, wild things and a lot of wild and interesting things to cover this week. So take it away with uh, our first topic. All right. Rolling through it. Your scariest player, Tom Brady, he threw his 600th touchdown pass, and it was to Mike Evans. And Mike Evans proceeded to throw that ball to a fan for their first NFL catch. That must have been a scary thing to happen. Yep. And uh, although it did take a little bit of negotiation for... One whole commercial break. (laughs) Well, a little bit indeed. Um, But that fan did give the ball back. And in doing so, Tom Brady said they lost all their leverage. Of course they did. Yeah. I mean, they're holding... He could have held on and said, Nope, I'm keeping this. You gave it... To me? Yep. But that Bucks fan will receive two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, and a $1,000 credit at the Bucks team store, two season tickets for the remainder of this season and next season, and also to sweeten the deal, Tom Brady has included a Bitcoin as well. However, that fan also asked to play a round of golf with Tom Brady, but Tom Brady has not... Uh, 
responded to that. So, well, I don't think Tom Brady has the time to go play around in golf at this moment. But let's uh, let's check in again in like March, after like Tom Brady plays in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mean, he's in Florida, so I think there's it'd be good weather to play golf down in March. Mm-hmm. One one Bitcoin, man. I think when I read that, I think they said bi- that one Bitcoin was worth close to sixty thousand dollars. So uh, it's pretty pretty sweet deal for him, I think. I think uh, he got a nice package out of all that. Indeed. Uh, continuing on, the Manning broadcast was back. That's a nice package that. Oh, uh, that was so much back. fun. <laughs> the Manning broadcast on Monday night this week or this past week, included Marshawn Lynch, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Sue Bird. What is it going to take to get the Manning broadcast to be the actual Monday Night Football broadcast? Oh, man. That's going uh, to be tough, and that's going to be a lot of money. Like, the Manning broadcast was on ESPN2, and then the regular Monday night's usually on ESPN, so I had both channels on at some point not at the same time but once you once you switch from the manning broadcast and you switch over to the regular espn it's so dry yeah and it isn't it, it just doesn't it's s- not fun right it's not the stories anymore it's not the the fun laughter it's not peyton manning performing a disgusting act on live tv and repeatedly miming spanking his former center jeff saturday doing silent counts i mean there's just none of that on the broadcast anymore you know no. Uh, and there's no roasting Marshawn Lynch on not being handed the football at the one-yard line. <laughs> and there's... <laughs> <laughs> they, they were telling the story um, about Marshawn and his Skittles. And um, Peyton, I think Peyton or Eli, they were asking asking him, it's like, did your teammates, like, did you ever try to get your teammates into, like, eating candy and getting them to perform well eating candy? And he said, I think he responded, like, no. But, like, if the Seahawks were having, like, a bad day, they'd be trying to find, they'd go to, like, the depths of the earth to try to find him some candy to get him back into a good playing. They were joking, like, asking him, like, is your mom in the stands? We need to go find her right now to bring you some candy because, like, we need, <laughs> but, like, that's what he was known for, and it was. I like that a lot. And Skittles are a really good candy, though, too. So they are. Yeah. Not this is not a plug for Skittles. It's just that not a plug. I love Skittles. <laughs> so if you give me a pack of Skittles, especially if it's like the family size, I might finish that on my own within an hour. What's so. your What's your favorite flavor of it? Mm. Favorite flavor. Maybe the lemon one, the yellow one. The lemon one. Okay. I, I, I like all of them, so I'll just take a handful and just. Shove it in my mouth. Gotcha. I'm a I'm a grape I'm a grape person. Yeah, it's a good option too. All right. Well, the Lions, they ran two fake punts, and an onside kick, and my God, the NFL gods still say it's not enough for them to get a win. I mean, why should they? They're oh God. <laughs> why should they? People, teams that specifically go after kneecaps should not be allowed to win. Is that what you're saying? The NFL gods are uh, putting in the requirements to win? Potentially. I see. I mean, it's a safety hazard here. Kneecaps. Oh, that's true. Yep. Safety hazard. Right. Just like taunting, right? Taunting. Taunting is a very questionable penalty these days. It's a safety hazard. How (laughs) is a safety hazard? I don't know. It hurts their feelings. 
then get out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's professional football here, man. We're not playing like. I don't want to say anything because that might offend anyone <laughs> who's. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know whose feelings were hurt, though? On Monday night, head coach of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll, was so upset at a penalty that he ripped off his headset. He grabbed the piece of chewing gum that he was chewing and he just hurled it somewhere on the sideline. So someone on the sideline there probably stepped on Pete Carroll's piece of chewing gum. And uh, that's, uh, well, I guess it's not the worst thing that you can step on in an NFL sideline. <laughs> I mean, Pete Carroll, what a guy. I mean, what is he, like 70 years old? 71, yeah, maybe? One of one of the oldest, if not the oldest. But acts like the youngest? Yeah. That's that's a quality I admire out of him. Yeah. No matter how old he is, he continues to keep himself young and energized. And yeah. What do you want out of your coach, though? He's, he's still pretty fit. I still remember the time when they drafted DK Metcalf, and <laughs> no, Metcalf comes in, and Pete Carroll pulls off his shirt, and I was like, wow, nice. Hey. Not what I expected, but nice. <laughs> There's a picture of him like climbing up on the lo- lockers too after a game at one point. Really, nice. Something like that a few years ago. But hey, take a step back here. Did you see the downpouring in that game? Oh, it was like, it was like Patriots Ravens from last year. Yeah, and they were like talking about how, um. Jameis and Gino apparently like a wet ball and like wet like wet conditions, but apparently neither of them have ever won a game in a rainy conditions like that until Monday night. And it's like, yeah, do they really like playing in this condition? Because their stat line does not show it. <laughs> I mean, somebody has the win, you know. Yeah, when both of you in this situation, it was the Saints who came away with a win, and uh, Jameis. Do you see that play? I watched it off of the Manning broadcast, but the with like that fumbled snap, Jameis just takes his one hand and picks it up and tosses the ball to Camara for a touchdown. It was uh, oh yeah, that was a uh, you know Jay Cutler did something like that too back in the day. Jay Cutler yeah. to Matt Forte. Yeah, I remember that was in the Chiefs. It was like uh-huh. a fumbled snap, and uh, he just tossed it up to Forte. Forte was in the corner of the end zone and caught it for a touchdown. That was a good thing, but like. Peyton Manning was like, that's exactly how you draw it up. The old play <laughs> like that. Just fumble it and make sure the defense think that right. it's uh think uh think that's a fumble and then toss it to Kamara for a touchdown. He was talking to Tom Brady and said, Yeah, about the play and said, Yeah, that's how you just draw it up and Yeah, the the good old fumble ruski. Exactly. And mm-hmm. Peyton's like, if that ever happened to me in a game, I would be so far away from that ball, I would not want to <laughs> Be like Jeff, Jeff Saturday, his old center. He'd be like Jeff, you fumbled it. You, you're the one who's got to pick it up because yeah. I'm not coming near that thing. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I mean, Cam Newton has that same mentality. I mean, probably hence why he's not playing in the league anymore, right now. Yeah, it's uh, well, you can't say it's not because he's uh. Not vaccinated anymore because he is vaccinated. He is vaccinated. Congratulations to Cam Newton. For it only took him to get kicked off of a team to be like, no one's going to touch me unless I'm vaccinated. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. But I don't know. Maybe the Seahawks might pick him up. Something happens to Geno Smith. But uh, yeah. maybe. 
Mm-hmm. But Gino's played decently well so far after not uh, playing for as long as he had been uh, been b- basically off because he wasn't playing. But he's done decently well, so we'll see where they go. And I think the Seahawks will get Russell back at some point, and hopefully at that point they aren't too far off. Hopefully he's, he's hopefully he's cooking. <laughs> Russ maybe, is cooking. Maybe he's uh, coming up with some more recipes in his downtime now that he's not playing. But oh yeah, all right. So that about wraps up the crazy things that happened this week. Let's go. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. What else we got? Mike Tomlin. Oh, Mike Tomlin. That's right, Mike Ma- Tomlin. Tomlin. Ah, uh, he uh, he had a very, I guess you could call it epic rant, uh, and maybe not on the. Not uh, an epic rant. It was a Mike Tomlin rant. Yeah. It was not on the the level of uh, they are who we thought they were and et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, Mike Tomlin was asked if he's uh, interested in taking a college coaching job, one of the many that are going to be available in some some pretty uh, high high, uh, publicized roles. I think it was the USC job. Right. That was open. He was asked... This was originally brought up by Carson Palmer, the old quarterback. Ooh. And he, I don't know what he did, but he think he just floated Mike Tomlin's name. It's like, if Mike Tomlin wants the job, he can have the job, basically. That's what the situation's like. And the reporters just took it and ran And with they it. took it. They're like, they asked him, like, are you interested in this job? And he's like, why? Like, basically, like, why are you asking me this question? He's like, I have, like, one of the best jobs in all professional sports, why would we? Why would I go to a college football? I, I have no interest in. I know this is all paraphrasing here, but he's like, I have no interest in college football. Like, right? Are you asking Andy Reid these type of questions? Are you asking mm-hmm. Sean Payton these type of questions? Like, right. why are you asking me if I want to go to college football? Yep, and he said, uh, "No, no paycheck from any school will be." able to get him to go there. So why would he, though? He's coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Good point. And he's had success his whole career. Mm-hmm. So, I feel offended, too, probably. Like, what, why, you want me to leave this job? Yeah. Now we're done with the crazy stuff. Now we're done with the crazy <laughs> Well, I guess we can go into something a little more crazy, or at least not a... Uh, not very believable, and that is what happened at Roger Goodell's press conference. Oh, these are going to be fun. Yes. Um, so Roger Goodell is still adamant that the NFL will not release any of the written report on the Washington football team. He believes that Dan Snyder was held accountable for what occurred, and supposedly Dan Snyder has not been a part of team activities for the past several months. His wife is co-CEO and has taken over daily operations, and the team itself was fined $10 million for what happened. And all I have to say about this is that if it wasn't him who completely botched the Sean Taylor retirement ceremony, it was his wife? Except he shows up to the ceremony in the hoodie? Right. Like, I don't know, was his wife just, like, on a Sunday morning, like, Again, it's all PR. It's all PR situation because the emails were coming out, leaking out with uh, 
Gruden and everything, and it was all because of Washington, and it's, it's all a PR stunt. Yeah. Was she, was she like, oh, honey, by the way, this morning, can you walk the dog, go grab milk from the store, oh, and also pose for a picture with Sean Taylor's family? And he's like, okay, I'll do it all in the same trip. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that guy's ever gone to the grocery store to buy his own groceries. That's true. They probably have some kind of really special, uh, special fancy food. Maybe uh. Or maybe he's got like a Walmart Plus delivery delivery service that comes to his house. Or, or the Walmart, <laughs> the Walmart is in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you, there you go. Yeah, and uh, Roger Goodell did say the league looks forward to cooperating with the congressional inquiry on the uh, the uh, workplace abuse, harassment, yeah, misconduct. Well, a lot of people right now just want the league to come out with a proper written report because this is this isn't helping anybody. This isn't helping the league. This isn't helping Washington. This isn't helping the people who have come forward right. on these accusations. It's just like. We know there's a lot of issues going on in Washington, and okay, they did find them, or they did punish them, quote-unquote, punish them, but it's like, okay, you did it. That means there was something to be said about this. We just want to know all the details. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, because what Roger Goodell said is that the report won't be made any public won't be made public any more than the summary of the report because some of the employees who cooperated with that investigation were guaranteed to be allowed to remain anonymous but what the some of the former Washington football team employees said was that they were told their identities will be kept confidential in a written report so that owners could not trace the comments back to the person who made it not that there would be no written report at all. So they're they're calling him out on that statement and trying to put, almost like trying to put some of the blame on the people who reported on it in the first place. One thing that's happened in the past, though, is the league gets caught up in these situations where they have one stance, but then based off of, like, I don't know how to put this, like public pressure... Or something else like that, they end up caving to what needs to be done. So I have a good feeling though there w- there will be something in the near future that comes out to like kind of resolve all this and figure this out. I mean, even Vegas, the Vegas Raiders owners, Mark Davis, who um, as Trenton was saying before the show, looks like a middle schooler. Oh, uh, because he was wearing a he was wearing like a hoodie or something and a backpack and it's sitting in a chair just <laughs> looking so uncomfortable. He knows he can take a backpack off when he sits down and like <laughs> allows you to lean back in the chair. Like if I'm sitting in these chairs that we're at right now and I have a backpack on that, I would probably be just sitting at the edge of my seat and not for anticipation of anything it'd because my backpack is so big and it'd be pushing me off. Anyway, the middle <laughs> schooler, uh, Mark Davis, whose bank account probably does not reflect any middle schooler so but when you have that much money you probably can do whatever you want but anyway he wants a written report to come out onto the of the actions um by the washington football team and And because his 
I mean, Gruden got caught up on this mess, but uh, there's so many other people from probably other teams that we haven't even touched the surface on who've gotten caught up in somehow dealing with uh, Washington and their issues. I mean, the the report on Gruden, or at least the NFL knew about the the allegations against Gruden before training camp even started, but they never told the Raiders until, you know, in the first quarter of the season, after which Mark Davis had to nudge John Gruden that, you know, it's, it's time to resign, <laughs> you know? So... I'm going to resign or you will be fired. Yeah. So I'm sure Mark Davis is unhappy because, you know, the NFL basically dropped this entire season for them, you know? Yeah, but they're still playing well, so. Yeah, shockingly. All right. Well, moving on to. uh, Trenton's favorite topic. (laughs) I was going to say moving on to happier topics, but then. I realized that, no, we just moved on to another dysfunctional team. The Houston Chronicles had supposedly reported that the Texans and Dolphins have agreed to the terms of a trade for the much-legally-embattled Deshaun Watson, but that the Dolphins want That's funny and lightly. Yeah. Uh, was it, like, 22-plus lawsuits? Yep. Um, but the Dolphins wanted... Watson's legal issues resolved before the trade deadline, which is November 2nd, which probably won't happen. And they also want to know if Watson will be suspended and for how long. Roger Goodell said Watson is not on the commissioner's exempt list because apparently the league does not have enough info on the situation. And it was uh, reported earlier today that the Carolina Panthers are not going to be pursuing a Deshaun Watson deal because they they just don't have the the belief that you know something's gonna be resolved this season or even before the trade li- deadline they're gonna wait and see how it goes. I mean Sam Darnold has been playing decently well, better than he was with the Jets, but the I'm Panthers not seeing any ghosts. Right. Bottom line is Panthers not interested and it's not looking very likely that Watson will be dealt before the trade deadline. I mean, the Texans are just paying him not to play. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, literally just wasting millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't understand what the, the Texans are doing. Why yeah. don't we just cut him and move on with our lives and just? Yeah, it's uh. It's a tough situation to see just in general. It's just, ah, but we've, we've talked almost endlessly about it. Uh, let's go to some other, some other trade news. The Eagles have traded Joe Flacco. Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco back to the Jets for a 2022 conditional sixth round pick. The Jets plan to start quarterback Mike White until Zach Wilson returns from injury. And Joe Flacco is not reported to join the Jets until Friday. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting. I'm sure Flacco is uh I wouldn't say 
he's particularly happy to be back at the Jets. It's not even the same Jets team that he left a year ago. That's so. true. It's uh, and maybe he will be more happy. Maybe it's a better situation for him. But no, Adam Gase. Yeah. Um. Bottom line, though, Joe Flacco, I don't think is ever going to be a a regular starting quarterback again. His. I mean, he had a great start to his career. I mm-hmm. mean, it felt like the Ravens were in the playoffs like every year. They were playing well, beating the Patriots every once in a while. Going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. And then things just sputtered off. Yeah. It just then he goes to the Broncos, the Jets, the Eagles, Back now the, Jets, the Jets, Jets again. Yeah. Well, it's uh it's the business life of the NFL. And even if he's bouncing around now as a journeyman quarterback, he still did get large deal from uh, the Ravens back in the day. So, oh, I mean, he's still a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Still won the game. Most players never get that opportunity to, to win. That's true. So, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Does he play at all? He might, because Mike White did not look good. Yeah. That's that's true. That was a uh, that was the quintessential Patriots performance against the Jets. <laughs> I mean, they only put up what fifty four points yeah, on the 50. New York Jets. And there's a report from that game that Bill Belichick, near the end of the game during a break, walked up and down the Patriots sideline and shook the hands of every single person. Why not? Yep. They haven't had a win like that in who knows how long. So It's good momentum to build off of when you have exactly. a, a team with a rookie quarterback. But Continuing on with the trade news, Denver Broncos are making some moves for their defense. Vic Fangio wants uh, some more players. The Rams are trading linebacker Kenny Young and a 2024 seventh rounder to Denver. Denver is sending over a 2024 sixth rounder. It's good for the Broncos because any more injuries to their linebackers group and they'll have to ask backup quarterback or emergency quarterback Kendall Hinton if he can play linebacker too and the Broncos have also traded for defensive end Stephen Weatherly and a 2023 seventh rounder from the Vikings and the Vikings will get back a 2022 seventh rounder in exchange just more pass rushing and defense depth for a a team that's had a kind of strong start and is now falling off the the playoff boat. But this might be the right opportunity that they need to get try to get someone back onto that boat. So Yes, that is a... a lot of activity going along and a lot of seasons still left to go. Mm-hmm. We're I can't say a half point now because we have seventeen games, but roughly the half point of the season and teams are starting to show where they're at. Like some teams are sinking the Lions. Some teams <laughs> are exceeding the Cardinals and a lot of teams just right in the middle at this moment who could go either way in the next few few weeks so it's too early to rule anybody out unless you're the Lions or the Jaguars but uh, every other team I believe still has an opportunity to make an impact yep that's uh, that's a good point and we are 
going to the injury news now. Yes, the injury news. So, as we mentioned previously, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson out with a PCL knee injury. That is going to be two to four weeks. Giants safety Jabril Peppers is going to be probably out for the year with a ACL rupture and a high ankle sprain. The Eagles have lost their star running back Miles Sanders with an injured ankle out two to three weeks. And Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott still has his calf injury from, I believe, the final play of uh, their Final play of last week's Thursday night game. So he's going to see if he can can practice even. But Bears linebacker Khalil Mack has a foot injury. Is not expected to play against the 49ers and may need to go on IR. And Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield may need shoulder surgery. Not sure. He's still he's still iffy, which is interesting because, I mean, he tried to play on that injured shoulder before he injured that injured shoulder more. And, uh, I mean, Case Keenum is not a, a bad quarterback by any means. Is he is a 100% Keenum better than a partially okay Mayfield? Yep. Is going to be the question. Yep. That is true. He... He is he he is better because he he also played well this this past uh, past week. Uh, blank on who they actually played though. I believe it's the Broncos. Yeah, so he knows the system. He knows how things work. He is familiar with it. And why risk your franchise quarterback like B- Baker? Over the past two years, Baker has finally started to play well. Right. He's lived up to his potential. He's been paired up with a good head coach. And if we put Baker out there in a situation where his shoulder gets injured even more, you're doing long-term damage to the guy and your team. So it's not worth it. Right. Not worth it indeed. All right, and then uh, we've got a little bit of COVID news. Matt Nagy, head coach for the Bears, is tested positive for COVID. Is he? He's vaccinated. Yes. Is he going to be able to coach the game, though? That depends on if he gets two negative COVID tests before Sunday. Mm, I mean, luckily, I mean, not. Luckily, it was diagnosed on Monday. Early. Early Monday morning. So that gives him time, and then gives him time to get tested. And I mean, he's still involved in everything. He's still the coach. He's not off like that. That's one thing with all this virtual stuff in the past year or so. We've been able to adapt. But um, he was also early this season, like rookie minicamp. He was like a cl- close contact to someone who had COVID, and he wasn't. Um, fully vaccinated at that moment so he had to take a couple of days off not off but like away from the team and um, watch things through an iPad but if he cannot coach this Sunday it's going to be special teams coordinator Chris Tabor who is going to take over uh, like the head coaching duties which is good in a way um, it allows Bill Lazor and Sean Desai to still maintain their respective roles as 
uh, offensive and defensive coordinators. But I think there's a good chance we see Nagy out there, especially if he does complete those two negative tests. Because he was vaccinated, and uh, he's not ex- exhibiting any like symptoms or anything that we know of. So we'll get to see. It's only Wednesday. They probably just finished their practice by the time we're recording this, and we'll see what comes of Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right, and in other COVID news, the Packers have been hit at their wide receivers group with uh, Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard, possibly. Aaron Rodgers is uh, favorite favorite targets. Um, yeah, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is no stranger to not having any wide receivers at his disposal. That's true. Uh, but the thing is that the game is being played tomorrow night, so we it, it might make an impact, and especially when you're playing a team as good as the Cardinals are, uh, who are seven and zero. You might um, you might need not might you do need all your top players. Yeah, that's so that's very true. We we shall see where this leads to, and it might make an impact in actually who wins this game. All right, and I I think that has to do with all of our injury and COVID news. So, Bilal, you had another exciting and telling week of the NFL season. Why don't we take a look at the NFL power rankings? All right, Trenton, number one has stayed the same for like the first time in who knows how long. The Arizona Cardinals are still number one. Tampa Bay is moving up one spot to number two. Buffalo has dropped one spot to number three. Dallas stays at four. Los Angeles Rams move up to number five, up two spots. Green Bay stays at number six. Cincinnati moves up four spots to seven. Baltimore drops three spots to eight. Los Angeles Chargers drop one spot to nine. Tennessee Titans stay at number 10. All right, all right. Well, this is uh it's been a pretty consistent top 10 as we mentioned in previous weeks. I guess one of the biggest surprises is the Cincinnati Bengals. That's what I was going with too. Yeah. Yeah, they they came in and they absolutely demolished the Ravens 41 to 17 in Baltimore exactly. Yeah, and Jamar Chase, the player who they said, oh, he can't catch. The NFL ball is too hard for him to see. Well, not anymore. No, sir. I mean, who would have thought the Bengals, though? Yeah, but it's good for Bengals fans who have been stuck in mediocrity for so many years now. They got a coach. They have a quarterback. Winning games. Yeah. You know what they don't have, though? Offensive tackle. But who needs offensive tackle when you have a wide receiver like Jamar Chase? Well, don't tell that to offensive tackles, then. Yeah. (laughs) You're getting yourself in some dicey territory there, Trenton. Dicey territory with uh, people that are three times my weight class. (laughs) Maybe even more. Could be. And your size, too, like... Your height-wise. But anyway, enough of Trenton's um, 
<laughs> enough about Trenton's uh, poor physical qualities. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Looking at um, the rest of the teams ranking here, a lot of teams are the same. Uh, the Raiders moved up four spots, number 11. Uh, Saints stayed at 12. Browns 13, same. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs, Trenton, dropped five absolutely, spots. Absolutely, absolutely plummeted. It's crazy. And we'll get into that in a moment of how bad they played. Looking at the rest of these, Atlanta moved up five spots to number 20. Um, but at the end of the day, you always have to look at who is last. And you would think that the team with zero wins would be the last, last ranked team. But... It's a team that Trenton is all too familiar with. The Houston Texans. Yep, that's... uh. I mean, let me, let me put it this way. The Lions? The Lions, at least this year, are fun to watch because the games that they're competing in, almost all of them are really close. Almost. But they just can't seem to win, which is depressing in itself, but... The Houston Texans, once they lost Terod Taylor, it was just absolute chaos. I think them. they're just praying that he comes back as soon as possible because they're like... Yeah, hopefully hopefully he does. I mean, he returned to practice, so he should be coming back soon. Yes, sir. Moving on to some games that we have to cover. Oh, yes. Uh, Why don't we go with... Uh, the first one here on our list, it is the Colts and 49ers. Which More was like the game played in the tsunami. <laughs> yeah. I thought California was going through a drought. Well, not on that particular night, but it did not help the 49ers. It didn't. No, it didn't. Um, but who was the one who threw that awful interception? Was that... Carson Wentz? Uh, was it the one where he was being chased in the and red then zone? And it just, like, slipped out yeah. of his hand and... He tried to do, like, a shovel pass, and he sent it directly into the arms of a defender, like, right in front of him. Yep. Yeah, that was... That was not ideal. But, I mean, with, with Carson Wentz, he is your gunslinger quarterback. And last season, he was getting in trouble being that gunslinger quarterback trying to play hero ball. You know, his footwork is all messed up. His mechanics are all messed up. And he went to the Colts so that he could try and fix some of those. And to a large degree, he has. I mean, the Colts are 3-4. and four. I mean, they're not doing absolutely terrible. He's making safer decisions. It's just at times he makes these decisions where you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> that happens with a lot of quarterbacks, so it's like, why would you do that? No. Yeah, but um, the Colts did manage to win this one, 30-18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It's just... Sounded like there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of certainty going forward to who's going to be starting for the 49ers. Yeah, that's true, because... Jimmy Garoppolo is, uh, he was not that great. I mean, one touchdown, two interceptions, 
they tried to rely on the running game. Eli Mitchell, 18 carries, 107 yards, one touchdown. But, I mean, Garoppolo also fumbled twice and lost one of them. So, it's... If I'm Sean Desai and game plan for this upcoming week, I'm in a pretty good mood list, listening to that stat line right there. Right. Um, Garoppolo has just not been himself. He hasn't been able to really manage the game. And when you look at Trey Lance, he's he's as green as, as Justin Fields is. I mean, it's just, you know, rookie... You, do you want the rookie quarterback that might be making terrible mistakes, taking too many risks? Or do you want Jimmy Garoppolo, who's can be a consistent quarterback, a game manager type, but he might not be the one who's going to win you must-win games. And there's nothing wrong with being a game manager quarterback. It's just that he's a reliable guy who can help you get through situations, except that last week it just didn't work out. So now we... Again, we all have to see how Trey Lance's knee looks, though, because if he doesn't, if that's not even up to speed, then um, no point in even discussing Garoppolo will be playing and except to hope that the Bears defense can rebound from uh, Tom Brady and go after Garoppolo. Yeah. Trent, what has happened to the Chiefs? Because they played atrociously. Against the Titans. It was a 27-3, to just absolute smackdown by the Titans. I believe Mahomes is, like, leading the league in interceptions, or is he tied? Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes threw another interception in this game. Did not throw a touchdown. Threw for only 206 yards. And he was also leading rusher on the team, 35 yards, 6 carries. And when that happens, you know something's not right. Oh, you could tell something was not right. It's just the what is happening. What can it be fixed? Like, do you the Chiefs are three and four. Yeah. Do you remember? Was it last season when Juju was dancing on team logos? Yeah. I think it's similar, but instead of a player on the team, it's uh Patrick Mahomes' brother Jackson Mahomes. You blaming it on him? Dancing on uh, Sean Taylor's number. <laughs> I think he's he's cursed the team. Well, that might be the only explanation for it. Yeah, but, I mean, this is another game where, you know, we talked last week about Patrick Mahomes' mom saying all these turnovers shouldn't be on Mahomes. And, I mean, in this game, once again, pass bounces off of the hands of a receiver into the arms of the defender. And it's just unlucky not being able to catch the football well, not producing results, not being consistent. It's its literally Bill Belichick's worst nightmare. Bad yep. football. Mm-hmm. I agree. But oh, yeah. Speaking of bad football. Oh, no. Oh, no. We, we don't need to spend too much time on this section, do we? I have one thing to say. Is yes. That Justin Fields was not ready. No, he was not. And the entire, I think the entire Bears staff was not ready either. It's just, it was bad, it was bad, it was bad. The only, only bright spot is Khalil Herbert is pretty good. He's pretty good. 
one thing I'll give it to Ryan Pace is that he is good at finding late round draft steals. So I mean, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Khalil Herbert. Now, um, it's just it's just constant a constant stream of these these later round picks that he's able to turn into great talent and the run game is working at least the run game is working at least but you need the pass game to complement that and it's just like nothing was working and i mean a fields throws like three interceptions i believe and he fumbles the ball twice and it's like yes i know people are going to say it's not all his fault the receivers need to catch and whatnot i know robinson slipped on one of those plays as well the but coaching pass code him that he had a free play and he didn't It's just bad football again. <laughs> I mean, those happen, though. Those happen in the league. We yeah. just need to really minimize these. I mean, we still have time, though. We're only week eight. I think there's a moment where we can resurrect this season. At least we're not like the Lions, who haven't won a game. That's true. We have a winnable opponent coming up this week. Indeed. With the 49ers. Let's win this game at home with our fans cheering on. Get the 500. Pittsburgh is also a winnable opponent. They are not, They're not that the, great. Right. Yeah. Let's just stack these next couple of wins together. Get into the get into the bye week. And then come back for Baltimore in like three weeks. If I got the schedule correct, I believe. But I'm saying that we're not out of it yet. Let's fix these mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes on Sunday. On all phases of the ball. Our normally reliant defense couldn't come away with anything either. And I know we can't be relying on them all the time. But right now we need to rely on them just a little more. Because our offense has a running game, but our offense does not have a passing game. And our quarterback is not on page with his receivers. Which they can fix this. Like in Fields' press conference earlier today, he was talking about how he's setting up weekly. Not, I don't know if it's weekly, daily, hourly. Hourly? <laughs> minutely? <laughs> minutely, but he said they're setting up zoom meetings with the receivers just to talk through things talk to different route situations how to change up routes because he didn't practice any of them during the off season mainly because he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback that was andy dalton's job right and quite frankly i was expecting andy dalton to make an appearance on sunday i thought that that was enough of fields for at least that game and he needed to maybe step back, but at the same time, I get putting him in there because he's a rookie quarterback and he needs to learn these situations because he, he, it's not the first time. I mean, it is the first time this season that it was that bad, really, but it won't be the last time in his career, no matter how long he plays. There will be games where he does not play well like that. Um, yep. And all, we moved on to Wednesday, right? So Sunday is over. Put in the review mirror. We got to bounce back and show that we learned something out of this. And um, I think we can. That's the optimist in me talking. That's the Bears fan in me talking. But I really think that we can beat San Francisco at home 
special one. They don't they're having issues of their own at the moment. So um we just gotta hope that, that happens and see where things go from there. I could not put it any better than that. Thank you. All right. Well, we're just about ready to move on to the next segment, which is our our final segment, as usual, which is the picks. And Bilal, you made up some ground last week. Last week, we differed on so many different picks. It was uh, at least like five or seven games that we were differing on or something like that. But you went seven and six. I went six and seven. On oh, the se- flip. Yeah, on the season right now, you are 65 and 42. I am 70 and 37, which means you are only five games down with more than half the season left to go. Hey, I feel confident about my chances to make a comeback. Currently, you've been up ahead this entire season. Yeah, it's uh, I'm starting to feel the pressure there. I'm starting to feel like uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Buda Baker. Buda Baker looking behind him and seeing DK Metcalf in the rearview mirror like, oh no, here he comes. Slowly chipping away at that lead. Yeah. So, who are you taking for the Packers and Cardinals? Ooh, this is going to be a very easy choice. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I am also taking the Cardinals. I mean, Packers on a short week, receiving core decimated by COVID, and the Cardinals are 7-0. and And, and why did you pick the Packers anyway? Right. And the Cardinals are honestly, I think, the an absolutely super complete team. I mean, they can... They can put in the work on offense. They can put in the work on defense. Their their special teams is not making headlines for making bad plays. So. That's a good point. And they won without their coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So, you know, when, when you can run without your coach there, you are able to make it work. Panthers at Falcons. Ooh, Panthers at Falcons. This is... Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. Same here. Taking the Falcons. Titans at Colts. Titans at Colts. I'm going to go with the Titans here. I'm also going Titans. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. Hmm. Bills. Bills. Um, Bengals at Jets. Can you can you even go with the Jets? Are the Jets a viable option? I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I mean, if you went with the Jets, I would have to ask you if you're feeling okay. <laughs> picking, picking Mike White to have you ever seen the those, Have you ever seen those tweets where they're asking you if you were kidnapped and the kidnappers allowed you to use your phone to tweet something, what would you tweet out to let your followers know that you are in trouble, like something's not right? I have not. Well, there's been tweets like that, and I think your tweet would be the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. Or the <laughs> Jets are going like, to win the game. Uh, or the Lions are going to win. I see. Yeah. Anyway, Steelers or Browns? Going to take the Browns here. Taking the Steelers. Okay. Because I don't think, even if Case Keenum is in, I think the Steelers will play better. I am trusting the run game and defense 
and uh, hoping that they put up a performance like they did last season in the playoffs. Yeah, that that was a good one. Uh, Eagles at Lions. You know what I'm going to say here? Not the Eagles? Not the Lions? I'm going to say the Lions. Oh! I'm, I'm ready for you to ask me if I'm okay. Are you okay? Yes, I just believe in taking kneecaps. That's a shocker. <laughs> I don't think I can continue with the show. Trenton has put me in a shock. <laughs> Let me guess. You're taking the Eagles? Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles. Ah, you don't want to join me with the Lions? No, not this time. <laughs> not this time? Is there ever going to be a time? Maybe. <laughs> Rams and Texans. Rams? You sure? Yeah, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> Same here, Rams. 49ers at the Bears. Going to take the Bears here. Yeah. It's a, a little bit of a risky pick, I feel like, in the, the past few weeks, but believe in the Bears. Of course. Yeah, you got to believe in the home team, Trenton. Um, again, we just talked about it a minute ago, but it's, I, think, I think it'll work. I think this will work. And... Justin Fields during his press conference forgot to mention this earlier. He says he was he said he's ready for a breakout game. Why why, why would you say he's ready for a breakout game, Trenton? Uh, could he be planning a breakout game? Well, he says he can feel it. Oh, he can. This is going to be a breakout game. He can feel it. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. And then it's Trenton with your puns for the day. I am fielding the best puns today. Well, I have a, again, it's a good feeling. Gotta take the home team. It's a good fielding. <laughs> Moving on to the Patriots at the Chargers. Oh, I'm gonna, oh, Patriots, Chargers. Oh, no. I love the Chargers. I love the Patriots. What am I gonna do, Bilal? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going with the Patriots. Okay. I, I really wanted to pick the Patriots. I'm going to yeah. stick with Chargers. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots got the momentum. The Patriots got the... They got the momentum, right? They got a good coach. They got a good team. They got a good players. I know they did demolish the Jets, but a win's a win. And a win by that margin is also like... When you play the Jets, you should win by that much. So right. Mm-hmm. It's who I'm taking. Um, closing off here, getting towards the end. The Jaguars at the Seahawks. Ah, uh, yes. The Seahawks will be my pick. Even though they have Geno Smith. Gotta go with the Seahawks. Better coach team. Yes, sir. Um, Seahawks for me as well. Buccaneers at Saints. Oh, this is such a difficult one. It's a, it's a revenge game of sorts. I mean... Jameis Winston is uh, going to be playing against his former team. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Saints. I'm going with the Buccaneers. I can't uh, I can't <laughs> pick against Tom Brady, uh, no matter how well Jameis has been playing. Not after the game you just saw, right? Not after the games I've been watching for the past, like, 20 years. Not that I've been watching games for 20 years, but because <laughs> I am only – 20 years old so <laughs> but yeah. just saying like the whole his whole career you can't 
I've learned that if you choose against Tom Brady, he somehow finds out and he takes it personally. Unless he's playing Eli Manning. Specifically if he's playing Eli Manning. In a Super Bowl. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, where are we at? Oh, Washington and Broncos. Washington at Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos here. Broncos. All right. Cowboys at Vikings. Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. Giants at Chiefs. I was contemplating this one for a moment, and I written down Giants, but then I switched really? it over to Chiefs. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. We will see how this all ends up and where the rankings take us from here. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, gonna be another interesting week i think we we differed on quite a few and i know i say this almost every week but you know could this be the week that you make it all up in one fell swoop i've never seen someone so um interested in like losing <laughs> and that's how that, that's you really you're like waiting for me to like come make it up I'm, I'm interested. You know, I'm always interested in that comeback story, that come from behind victory. You even know, if it's at your own detriment. Even, yes, even if it is at my own detriment, you are correct. All right. So, thank you all for listening to By the Laces. We'll be back next week with another episode. If anyone has missed any part of the live recording of this show, the episode will be still up in its podcast form shortly. As it has been for months, we hope you have a great rest of the week. Don't forget to follow us at BillMouth15 and Trenton underscore Cito. Please stay safe and enjoy your Halloween slate of games. And keep fielding those good puns. state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago. It's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demon.